Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. The Story Walk Podcast is supported by 10adventures.com. Go on 10 adventures to find great family adventures in over 60 countries on Earth. Imagine a family-friendly safari in the Serengeti, exploring Inca ruins in Peru, a cycling holiday on car-free roads in Germany, and many, many more great ideas. To find all the great family adventure ideas and to make memories that will last a lifetime, check out 10adventures.com family. Now, on to today's story. It's been cold and cloudy for several weeks and it's a beautiful sunny day. Today's story is a mystery, and it's called The Elementary School Detectives. There were two boys that were best friends that went to elementary school. One was in grade two, and the other was in grade three. Their names were Alexander and William. Even though they were in different grades, every day at lunch and at recess, they'd meet outside to play. Some days they'd play on the playground. Other days they'd join other boys and girls to play soccer, football, or other fun sports. Alexander and William became best friends because they lived on the same street. And after school, there was a little park where they'd go out and play, running around the trees in summer, sometimes even climbing them. And in winter, building enormous snow forts. Alexander and William were both very inquisitive, always wondering how things worked. In fact, they were a little bit famous because they were really good at figuring things out. Whether or not it was in class, trying to learn about math, spelling, or even at home, trying to learn how different things worked. Alexander and William loved learning. They were also great explorers, spending time with their parents on weekends and holidays in the summer in the mountains and other areas. But there is one place they did not like to explore. They knew not to explore the house on the hill at the end of the street. The house on the hill at the end of the street had a black iron fence all the way around. It looked like nobody lived there. Although sometimes you would see a light on in the attic. There was a big black car that was almost always parked in front of the front door. The house on the hill was a much older house than all the other houses in the neighborhood. People had said that the house on the hill was there before there was even a city. Inside the house lived an old man with gray and white hair. The old man hunched over while he walked. He was not very quick. He wasn't very good at hearing. So if you said hello, he would almost never say hello back. Alexander and William were terrified and they never, ever, ever went 
past the gates near that house, they thought that the old man might be dangerous. It also looked like the house was haunted. The rest of the kids on the street were also very, very scared by that house. One day after school, while Alexander and William were climbing trees in the park, they heard a loud scream. They looked around. The scream was coming from the house on the hill. They didn't know what to do. They didn't want to go in the house for fear that somebody was being attacked by a vampire or a ghost. They ran inside and told their parents. William's mom said, I don't think it's anything. It was probably just a cat. No, mom, it wasn't. It was a human scream. It was terrifying, said William. Meanwhile, Alexander was talking to his dad. Oh, it was probably just a TV show. You know old man Mason can't hear very well, and he probably just turned his TV up too loud. No, Dad, said Alexander. It was a human scream, I'm sure. Alexander and William met back up in the park. Both sets of parents had said to do nothing about the scream. But Alexander and William didn't want to. They were worried, but it was also getting dark. It was almost dinner time and it was winter and the sun set early. They decided to walk around the outside of the house on the hill. They would never go into the house or even pass the gate, but they felt if they had all their confidence and they felt really brave. They would walk around the outside. They heard a strange buzzing noise from inside the house. They wondered, what could it be? Then they noticed there was a very bright light coming out from one of the basement windows. They had never seen that light on before. Now they were very, very curious. What on earth could be happening at the house on the hill? Alexander and William ran home and had dinner. All each of them could think about was what was going on in the house on the hill. Once they were in bed, tucked in and had their stories read to them, their parents checked that they were asleep. Both Alexander and William were masters at pretending to be asleep and their parents closed the door thinking both boys were asleep. Once the door was closed, each of them counted to 10 then reached under their pillow and brought out their special long-range walkie-talkie. They turned them on. William said, William calling Alex. William calling Alex. Do you hear me? I hear you, said Alex. What did your parents say? Did they change their mind about the old house on the hill? No, said William. This is very perplexing. What do you think's going on? Alexander said, Hold on, let me look. Alexander got out of bed, looked out the window. You won't believe this, said Alexander. The light from the basement is glowing brighter than ever. William wished his window would look out at the house on the hill as well. But unfortunately it didn't. He had to trust what Alexander was seeing. What should we do, said William. Let's monitor the situation, said Alexander. 
Let's see what we can learn by observation. Okay, said William. I'm going to go to bed now. Over and out. Over and out, said Alexander, and turned off his walkie-talkie. Both the boys were lying in their bed, looking at the ceiling, wondering what exactly was happening as they drifted off to sleep. The next day on the walk to school, they looked up at the house on the hill. Sure enough, the light coming out of the basement window seemed even brighter. What on earth, they wondered, could be making this strange light appear. When they got to school, they immediately started chattering. Alexander and William talking about the observations they'd made that day and what they were seeing. Neither of them had any clue. And all day, they were drawing plans instead of doing schoolwork. When school went out, they met up right by the playground and ran home. They went to the park and set up a command post to observe what was going on. They soon realized the black car was gone. William shouted, Alex, where's the black car? What is happening? They both wondered. They ran from the park and did a search around the fence that surrounded the house on the hill. Sure enough, there was no black car, but the light was even brighter. What else was suspicious? There was now a second light on the main floor. That light was a little bit purple, which was very particular because they'd never seen purple light before. As they went back to the park, they heard a sound. They looked back and there was the black car driving far too fast back towards the house on the hill. What was even more strange was it wasn't old man Mason driving the car. It was a younger man. He looked to be wearing a dark coat. He had a beard and very dark hair and he appeared to be yelling. Alexander and William looked at each other. Did you see that? said William. Alexander nodded. This doesn't look good, he said. William looked at Alexander. What should we do? I'm getting worried. Alexander brought out his notebook. We've got to record these observations. Who knows what's happening? But we need to be able to check back. Alexander wrote the time and what he'd seen in his notebook. How peculiar. The boys went back to the park and watched the house on the hill. What was even more peculiar is what happened next. As they looked up at the house on the hill with a bright light coming out of the basement windows, a purple light coming out of the main floor, all the lights on the top floor turned on. In their entire lives, Alexander and William had never seen anything like this. They ran to Alexander's house and tried to explain to his mother and father how serious the situation was. Dad, you wouldn't believe it, said Alexander. First, it was a pacement light, then the lights on the main floor. Then we saw somebody who wasn't old man Mason driving old man Mason's big black car, and he was screaming. 
And then just now, all the lights on the top floor went on. Dad, I'm so scared. Something very bad is happening. Alexander's dad smiled. It doesn't sound like anything too bad is happening here. Seems to me more like old man Mason has some visitors. That's not it, Dad. This is strange. Look at all my recordings. Alexander showed his book. He'd been taking recordings for years. Sure enough, the recordings were always the same. This was more activity in one day than there'd been in every day since Alexander had started recording. Alexander's dad said, Don't worry, Alexander. Everything will be okay. William, do you want to stay for dinner? We're having hamburgers and hot dogs. Oh, yes, please, said William, temporarily distracted from the strange events at the house on the hill. After dinner, the boys looked out. Something seemed very, very suspicious, but they didn't know what it was. William went home for bed, but he totally forgot to make contact with the walkie-talkies. And so Alexander was stuck scanning the channels as he lied in bed. All of a sudden he heard a voice. Hey Rex, this is Mick. Everything's ready. The attack will happen tomorrow. Are you sure? I want to make sure we do this right. Yes, no one suspects anything. The old man's stuck in the basement. He screams whenever we turn off the lights, so we've got the lights on bright. He won't be a problem. Let's proceed with our attack tomorrow night. Okay, if you say so. Alexander was lying in bed, his mouth open wide. Could this be what was going on at the house in the hill? An old man stuck in the basement? Alexander went to sleep wondering about this. The next day at school, he told William. William was very concerned. He apologized for falling asleep and forgetting to walkie-talkie, but he was also happy. At lunch, William brought out his walkie-talkie and they scanned all the different frequencies. Once again, they heard. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll get in the car and then we'll attack right as it gets dark. That's right. This is going to be the best heist ever. Nobody will know. All right, over and out. After dark, let's meet up. William and Alexander knew this was serious. The walkie-talkies had a very short range, so it had to be somebody who was nearby. The house on the hill was close enough to work. All day they thought what they could do, but they realized they'd have to go in the house on the hill. The boys got home from school and went into their rooms and started planning. They got Lego, marbles, clay, their Nerf guns and more. Luckily they had a lot of bullets, Nerf bullets they'd left outside. And over the winter they'd gotten frozen solid with all their different toys and weapons they went to the house on the hill. They snuck through the gate and crept up to the house. Inside, they saw an old man Mason in the basement tied up 
looking scared and frightened. They ran home and told their parents. Their parents were a little bit suspicious and very upset that they had snuck into Old Man Mason's garden, but they didn't dismiss them. What had the boys seen? The parents called the police, who said they'd take a little while. Then the boys and their parents went to the house on the hill. They snuck in. Each of the adults had a Nerf gun with about 20 shots each. The boys had Lego, which they'd formed into snowballs, but made of Lego bricks. The edges were sharp. They also had a bunch of marbles, which would make it slippery. The boys threw the marbles all in front of the front door. The parents got ready. The boys took out a couple catapults, which would launch their enormous Lego balls. Alexander rang the doorbell. He ran to hide. Up to the door came the scary man with the dark coat, the beard, and the dark hair. Who is it? He yelled. There was no sound. Just then, a very skinny man with brown, long hair came. What's going on here? They both looked out. The skinny man said, This is pretty suspicious. The gate's still locked. We better check this out. It was getting dark outside, so these two guys couldn't hope to see all the marbles. As they stepped on the marbles, they started to slide. They yelled. Just then, Alexander Williams stood up with their catapults and launched their enormous Lego bricks. The first one missed, but the second one hit the tall, skinny one with the long hair. He yelped, ow! The Lego brick exploded and there was blood. At that moment, their parents stood up and started shooting the Nerf guns. Ow! Ooh! Ooh! Those are hard! Hey, watch my eyes! Yelled the other bad guy. Sure enough, those frozen Nerf bullets were very painful. Just then in the distance, you could hear the sound of police sirens. What's going on? Oh no, they've got us! We gotta get away! But there was one last trap. Alexander took out his jump rope. He yelled to William, let's get him. Alexander took one side, William took the other. They took the rope, they swung it, they swung it and they threw it. It wrapped around the bad guy's waist. Let us go, hey, they've got us tied up. Just then the gate smashed open and dozens of police officers came in. The police officers couldn't believe their eyes. I can't believe it. It's the McLeod crime family. Sure enough, these two bad guys were some of the most famous criminals in the entire country. We finally got you, boys. You're going to jail for this. You don't have us or anything, said the tall, skinny one with long hair. Let's see what we find inside, said one of the police officers. No, no, don't go inside, said the dark-haired bad guy, who looked a lot tougher than the skinny one. As the police officers put handcuffs on the bad guys and put them into the back of the police cars, they went inside. There was a 
faint crying from downstairs. It was old man Mason. He'd been tied up. They let old man Mason out. He turned out to be a really nice old man who just didn't have very good hearing. The police officers also looked upstairs. There were elaborate plans. The McLeod brothers were going to light a bomb on the outside of the bank, break in and steal all the gold. There was enough evidence to put those bad guys away forever. The police officers went to Alexander and William and thanked them. You caught the worst criminals in the entire city, boys. Thank you. Alexander and William were happy. They gave each other a high five. Old man Mason came down. Thank you, old boys. I was wondering what was going to happen to me in the basement. Or I didn't like it. I don't have much to my name. But I've got a few things. Here are my old Pokemon cards that I got for my grandson 20 years ago. And here's a silver dollar for each of you. Alexander and William looked at the Pokemon cards. They were super rare. Wow, they said. These are ones we can't even buy anymore. William yelled, I've never had a silver dollar before. I'm so excited. The boys shook hands with old man Mason, went home. They stayed up late that night talking on their walkie-talkies, excited about all the work they'd done that day. For the rest of the week after school each day, they played with their Pokemon cards and talked about the amazing crime they had just foiled. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.